Hello, TTB community. I am Bob Demena, and today I am actually doing the podcast by myself. My my co-host, my best friend, Elliot Shibley, is taking a small break from participating in the podcast to uh, deal with some family matters, and he will be joining us back on the podcast uh, for the next episode. Please bear with us as we refocus and we sort of take a small break. Uh, if you're listening to this, you'll know that we actually haven't released any podcasts as of late and plan on taking a break from releasing podcasts for the remainder of April. We're making an exception today with this podcast as it is sort of like a special edition episode where we're actually going to focus on the impacts of coronavirus as they relate to the country of Italy. We don't want to necessarily continue to pump out content about coronavirus, so this is probably going to be a one-and-done type of deal as far as uh, our podcast is concerned. The news is currently overwhelmed with coronavirus information, and I don't know, we felt the need to sort of take a step back. We didn't really see a need to continue to produce podcast episodes promoting travel when travel has essentially come to a halt. So this break, this time off in April will allow us to refocus our podcast, collect our thoughts, and figure out how we're going to move forward in what is essentially going to be a new world as it relates to travel. I mean, this is not only going to impact travel right now, the next month, the next few months, but it is going to have long-lasting effects potentially over the course of, I mean, at least the next year, maybe even more. I really don't know when the airline industry and the cruise line industry will ramp back up to what we saw right before this happened. So I know this is a lot. <laughs> this is an extraordinary time, so please bear with us. This episode specifically is going to, like I just mentioned, be about Italy. I actually spoke with the co-founder of the extremely popular tour company, The Tour Guy and The Roman Guy. Today, we sat down and discussed what coronavirus has essentially done to Italy as it relates to tourism and what his companies are doing to keep his tour guides busy, to keep people interested in visiting Italy, learning about Italy, and just essentially staying positive throughout this. I think that was like the, the main message that I got from speaking with my guest was that staying positive is really so important in times like this. And you might be able to tell from the beginning of the episode that I, I, I did not really go into it with a positive uh, mindset. It's hard to do. And so I was caught up in the numbers of, of cases and deaths and sort of overwhelmed with that information as I prepared for the episode. And then as the conversation played out and I talked to my guest, I really I I really his his positivity really rubbed off on me and that was one of the great things about talking to him and I I really think that we're going to end up talking in the future when things settle down and actually get more information on his different company or that on his store companies and figure out what he actually does during normal times and how people can book and visit these countries so expect to to see conversations with him in the future all right enough rambling from me I hope you enjoy the episode. I hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and I look forward to getting back to normal when this is all over. Without further introduction, please give it up for my next guest, Brandon Shaw. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure.
Brandon, welcome to the Travelers Blueprint Podcast. Thank you. Great to be happy to be here. Yeah, so so you're one of the co-founders of one of the most popular tour companies in in Italy now throughout Europe, known as the Roman Guy. And under any other circumstance, you and I would be discussing everything there is to do in Italy and how to see it and what the food to eat and the wine to drink. I mean, everything that, that people have come to love about this country. Now, these aren't normal circumstances, right? So there is a global pandemic. And today we're just sort of, we're going to break down the issues Italy is facing as it relates to the tourism industry and what we can do as tourists and potential future tourists to Italy, uh, what we can do to help. Um, So I I guess before we get into it, I know you lived in Europe for some time and and lived in Italy, right? So where were you when this actually broke out in in Italy? So when the actual, I lived in Rome for the last 10 years. And when the pandemic broke out, I had just moved to Philadelphia. So obviously our, our, our main office is there. And so I was in touch on a daily basis and following it as everybody was, every tour operator was when the pandemic first started. And uh, so yeah, I was in Philadelphia, but of course on a daily basis speaking with all of our employees. Are you in Philadelphia right now? Is that where you yes. are? Oh, yes. I, we didn't go over this, but I live about 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm, in the, I'm in the city itself. My wife works at Jefferson in Center City. Oh, cool! Yeah, I can so see she. The big, I can see the building from my balcony. Oh wow! Okay, well, we could we could maybe catch up a little bit on that off air. So, okay. All right. So, so getting back into Italy, uh, it's it's mind boggling to me the the effect this has had on the country. And so, as of right now, March 29th, there are ninety two thousand four hundred and seventy two cases and a little bit over ten thousand deaths. This has essentially brought the country to a halt and people aren't people are obviously canceling their their tours and their I I mean they have to do you know I guess when did the cancellations start happening and when did things really start to change in Italy well I think the cancellations really started initially at the end of February because I think that's when the Italy kind of came on the the global screen as one of the big, one of the first, I guess, countries that have the, the virus. And it was, it was initially only in the northern part of the country. So, you know, Italy has around 20 regions, and it was mostly in Lombardia, which is an area like around where Milan is. But not even in the major cities. It was in the, these little tiny country areas, like these little tiny villages. And there were only really four of them where it started. And so that's the beginning. So everyone thought, okay, it's something in a few little villages. They're going to cordon off the area, and that's it, and it's going to be over. So we, in the beginning, was very few uh, cancellations happening. And then, of course, as it started to spread, then it became more of a more of a problem. And then that's when they started then closing down all the all the major sites. So that's when it it kind of gained momentum at that point. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it getting into that region, the Lombardy region and, and into Milan. But for some reason, I mean, no one really, I don't want to say no one was taking it seriously, but it didn't seem like it would have the, the, the effect that it has had on the country today. And as it continued to spread and you started to see cases pop up throughout the country and things started to shut down and you saw the death toll start to rise, it, it really was overwhelming um, how big the issue actually actually was. I think a lot of people were not expecting it to become such a big pandemic. You know, everyone thought, okay, it's something happening up north and that's it. But 
little by little, the problem is a lot of Southern Italians work in the north of Italy. So they would have maybe come into contact with it and then went back home to their families in Southern Italy. And that also kind of helped the spread a little oh, bit wow. of the virus. Wow. And, and you have a lot of employees who are working in, in Rome and throughout Italy, correct? Do you have, yes. what information are you getting from them on what it's like there right now? Well, now uh, everyone that I speak to, of course, is very upbeat, positive. They, they realize, listen, this is a virus. We have to stay indoors. It's going to pass. Because at this moment in Italy, everyone's inside. You can go outside just to, if you go to the pharmacy, if you have to go to the hospital or see a doctor or do your groceries. And that's pretty much it. So everyone's at home just uh, working, staying positive, just waiting for it, li- living day by day, waiting for this to, to pass. Right. Yeah. From what I read recently, they're not even, they're full quarantine. Whereas in the United States, in, in our area, for example, we're still allowed to go out to the park and, and get exercise. Yes. That, they're not even allowed to do that anymore. No, no, no. You have to, if you go outside, there has to be a reason and you have to do, it's called the auto declaration that they have to write, specifying why they're actually going outside for what reason. And, and there's really no way to make a determination on how long this is actually going to impact the country. Do you, do you have an anticipated date or some sort of a, a date in your head of when you're hoping to get back to work? Well, we'd hope tomorrow, you know, <laughs> if, yeah. if, we, if we could choose. They just passed. Now it's going to be another two weeks under quarantine. And from what, you know, obviously we're all reading from the same sources. Supposedly they're about to hit the peak and then it's going to start flattening the curve of the pandemic. And then little by little, things should be getting easier. So we're hoping by mid-April that things will start to calm down and start to little by little ease the restrictions. Wow. And then you would still have a buffer time where you'd have to wait it out and see if, as you slowly let people back out into the streets and to, to work, whether or not the, the virus picks back up or not. Exactly. And so you're still yeah. essentially several months out from getting back to being fully operational and finding any sort of normal day of life in, that, in, in Italy. Um, essentially the United States too, and, and countries throughout the world. Wow. And I think it, those are two things. It depends on how quickly it kind of subsides in Italy and then also America, which is one of our biggest markets in the United States and in Canada, how quickly it kind of, uh, it gets better there as well. So then people can actually start traveling. Again. Wow. Yeah. You know, so that's not something that I, that I was considering, right? The people yeah, this is like a double-edged sword for you. You have the, yes. the, the actual destination that is being impacted, and then the, the people who actually book with you are being impacted now too. And sure. unfortunately, where we are right now with uh, New York City and, and the United States, I, don't, I think we're still on the, the upward trend here. Uh, we, we have a little bit of time left before we see any sort of peak and then flattening out. Um, scary we're hoping times. as it gets warmer, hopefully as it gets warmer, that can help at least reduce the cases to a, to a bare minimum, hoping. From what I've read, uh, if it's high heat and humidity will ultimately help slow down the spread, but yeah. uh, that's still, I mean, we still have yet to, well, I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's hard to predict this thing. And every time you see information or you, you think you're caught up with what's going on, you can read an article a few hours later and things have took another turn, have taken another turn. And, yeah. um, and so we're hoping have, for the best. We're hoping for, you know, hopefully beginning of May, things will have completely calmed down in Italy. Considering what's happening in China, it appears that it can be defeated. You know, the virus, at least from a social distancing standpoint. 
So hopefully they can get under control and little by little start to open things up, coinciding with warm weather. And by May, hopefully, if the museums start opening up again, that's a good first sign. Right. Okay. And and so to to combat this and to help keep people busy um, at the Roman guy, at the tour guy, you now offering virtual tours of Italy. Can you explain what those are and how people can participate? Yeah, we're really excited because we were racking our brains thinking, okay, the museums are closed. Italians can't leave their houses. Now it's coming to America and the same thing's happening, right? People are staying there. Everyone's saying, stay home, social distance, stay at home, don't go out. They're banning big groups. So people are at home, instead of just being on Netflix all day, kind of binge watching, let's do something creative and fun and even educational. A lot of people have reached out to us saying that their vacation, their dream vacation has been ruined for this year, which is nobody's fault, it's the fault of the virus. So we thought, let's bring some info to everybody in their homes. And so what we're doing also for all of our tour guides, because we work with over 300 tour guides in Italy, the same thing for them. They're at home just sitting there. You know, they can't do anything either. So we've decided to create these kind of virtual tours, e-tours, uh, however you want to want to call it. But the idea is that it's uh, similar to a webinar. So you can sign up for it on our website and then we do different themes. So we do a Vatican tour, a Coliseum tour. And then at the specified hour, you go into the, the platform and then you, uh, you have your tour guide who's live and he gives you a tour of the Vatican with various slides and like we were doing a regular tour, but there's also a chat function where you can communicate interactively with the tour guide. And then there's an open Q and a at the end. That's awesome. I, it, that it's incredible that you're, we're even capable of doing that. And so I am a big proponent of using Google earth for booking or not, I'm sorry, not booking, but uh, for, for doing my research when planning trips, I use it all the time and it's such a great and powerful tool. And you can really, get a good understanding of what those sites are like by just plopping that little orange Google guy on the ground and, and, and getting it that yeah. way. And so, because it is, I mean, those are, those are, that's real time that you get to see those things. And now you have that guy that will go along with you and actually explain different things. That's really, that's really neat. So now how can people actually book these tours with you? Directly on our website. So you go onto our website, either the Roman guy or the tour guy.com and you'll see in the, the geo nav where you can choose different cities. So to say Rome, Paris, Venice, uh, you know, London, Barcelona, and there's another one that tab that just says virtual. And so you click on the virtual tab and it gives you all of our virtual tours that we're offering. Now, do you have like a, a set number of people that can join each tour just as you would uh, normally, or can you have essentially no, hundreds we of people? Can I mean, in theory we could, I mean, if I think it would be great <laughs> if we could get to those numbers, you know, just the, as the outreach grows, but we're having, we started actually making them live yesterday because it took a few days to get everything organized with the tour guides and we've had great feedback and we're running them all day today as well. And we're going to be opening up more and more cities over the next two weeks. Perfect. Yeah. That's really neat. That's, and, and it is, it's a nice break from Netflix. I mean, at this point people have yeah. to be running out of Netflix, right? There's only so much to watch on there. It's that, it's that. And I think people, what they've been reaching out to us and telling us is, Hey, listen, thank you for giving this to us. We can't go there now. We want to help the tour guides as well because all the money all the proceeds from this that we're getting is going directly to tour guides and our employees to keep everybody employed and keep everything moving in, the, in these crazy times so it's it's keeping everybody busy giving everybody everyone a purpose and uh, you know, even the tour guides are ecstatic they're like this is great they feel alive again and they can actually go and and have their audience in front of them if not face to face at least virtually that's yeah that's that's really awesome and so speaking of of your tour guides are they 
relaying any information on how people throughout Italy are sort of coming together? When it first happened, when they first went on shutdown, it was very common that you'd have all the Italians going out onto their balconies or in their terrace and singing songs together. And it was really something that, you know, I've saw it on, on videos and even our employees and my friends were actually going and filming this and showing me. It's a really amazing thing how people can come together and, and they're saying, listen, we're together in this, we can defeat this, you know, we'll, we'll survive and we'll move on. And uh, yeah, it's a really positive. It's just everyone's staying really, really positive. And there's also an interesting story of one of our tour guides. Uh, she's receiving on a daily basis pictures from a six-year-old boy above her on the floor above, and they're trading pictures back and forth with friends, kind of, that's, and writing, drawing pictures of each other every day. And yeah, I can even send them to you afterwards. It's really heartwarming. Please do. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful story. I think everybody knows, here. listen, it is what it is. You know, we can get upset about it, or we can try and make the most of it and stay together and, and uh, be happy. Right, yeah, you have to look forward during something like this. And I do think Italy will not only bounce back, but there are people that are going to book trips and everybody that has had their trip on put on hold, as you were saying before the show, seems to be, for the most part, just not canceling, but just rescheduled. And yeah. what would you say to those people that, that have trips booked and I don't know how they can look forward to seeing Italy on a later date? I mean, please reschedule. Don't give up on Italy. It's been around a long time. You know, the, the sites are still the same. Nothing's changing. And it's uh, and everybody in Italy especially is waiting for this to pass so they can welcome you back to the country. Italy is a country that lives on tourism. And so everybody is being affected by it in every sector. And the best thing you can do is just come as soon as you can. As soon as things are opening up, just jump back on the plane and come over. Yeah, now we also briefly discussed different ways people who are sitting at home who haven't had the opportunity to go to Italy and support tourism that way uh, can still uh, either donate or help support people throughout the country make it through this. Can you share those outlets? Yeah, I think, again, the first way it's possible is to get back over here as soon as you can. Obviously, that's not possible today. But, you know, doing these virtual tours is something great because it's literally supporting all the tour guides. And as we open up more and more, it's going to allow more and more people, more and more tour guides to work. And once we made this live, a lot of our tour guides are reaching out in all different countries saying, awesome, let's do this. I want to do it. I can put together a presentation. I can do it. And you know, we're getting flooded with all tour guides who want to do this. Um, so that's a great way to do it, to support the local tour guides. And then also we deal directly with a association that helps homeless people. And we actually go sometimes and volunteer and you know, help feed the homeless, which is, I think, maybe a, a class of people that are being a little bit left out by the media. And you're not really talking about the effect on homeless people in general. And so that if you would want to donate to someone, you could definitely donate to this association. Do you know what Italy, if Italy's doing anything right now to help the homeless, people who aren't, you know, they're incapable of being quarantined inside their home? How are they handling that situation? Is there any information on that? No, I haven't seen, honestly, anything on, on any, either in Italian publications or on, on foreign publications speaking about the homeless at the moment. I'd have to probably dig a little more into it to see. I spoke with the 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 owner of this association the other day and he said they're still doing what they do you know twice a week feeding the homeless so they're going on business as usual wow. but i haven't seen any specific kind of decrees from the government helping out the homeless extra at this wow. moment in time. all right and so 
those are all great ways. And I just wanted to, I want to revisit those virtual tours for a second. So I, I, I know I already mentioned that uh, traveling through Google Earth is something that I already enjoyed doing and that I do quite often. And now I'm, I'm picturing even more being able to do something similar and then have a, a, a someone explain these things to me as I look at them. They're, other than, it's, it seems to be the next best thing. You can't go at this point. But if you want to learn about the city and take a break from whatever else you've been doing during quarantine and still experience the world as best you can, given the current situation, this seems like an incredible idea. I'm, I'm really happy that, that you've made me aware of this as my listeners. It's, it, I think by far the best part of this, it's not just a seminar, right? Where you have some guy who's just explaining things to you like a, a college class and it's just, you listen, absorb, take notes, and then it's, it's finished. It's very interactive. We do polls during the actual uh, session, the virtual tour. So like the, the guy will be speaking about something and then say, oh, so now make sure nobody's sleeping. Keep you guys involved. And it's similar to like a pub quiz. So then a, a question will come up and it will say something, who's the first emperor of Rome? And then you have four answers. And everybody can go and interactively click on the correct answer. And then he discusses the, the answers afterwards. And usually there's one silly answer in there as well. It's like, who was the emperor? You know, Augustus, Julius Caesar, Marcus Brutus, and then like Maximus Decimus. Um, <laughs> it's like film a gladiator. You know? <laughs> like the first question from uh, who wants to be a millionaire or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. trying to keep it as, as fun as possible because a lot of these people who are doing these are not, it's not a university class, right? It's something fun to keep things right. moving, but we don't want it to be just like a droning on seminar. So we do lots of polls, interactive stuff like that. And afterwards, a lot of people can stay on and just speak with the tour guide and, you know, asking questions about the specific tour about Italy and they're there happy to discuss with the customers they, as, as much as the, possible. Is the time frame that does it vary depending on the destination that you're touring virtually? We try and do it an hour. So about 60 minutes of the actual tour itself. And then we keep it open like another half an hour for Q and A. Okay. And these are all tour guides that typically operate real tours during uh, you know, normal times, correct? Absolutely. Yes. They are all real tour guides, all licensed tour guides who do our regular tours. And now they just put together their own presentation with their own slides that they would normally use on their own tour physically and are just doing it online. Right? So you could potentially enjoy a tour with someone right now. And then when you actually do go to Italy and book a tour, you can actually meet your tour guide in, in, in person and, and experience some, maybe something new within the country with that person. That's what we hope. Yeah. And even the yeah. tour guys are saying, hey, guys, you know what? This is my first time doing something like this. I'm usually in front of everybody. You know, I can see your faces. I can't do that now. If you'd like the tour, please come back to Italy and let's do a real tour together into the Vatican or the Colosseum or the Eiffel Tower. Is, so is this something that you may look to do even after this pandemic subsides? It seems really interesting. So, I mean, I, I work in an office, but as of late, I've been working at home on a computer. And it hasn't really changed my day to day as far as my actual workload is concerned. And I think a lot of companies are realizing, wait, wait a second, eh, we don't need the, a, a lot of some of these jobs can be done online remotely. Do you see something like this moving forward as being a normal part of the Roman guy or the tour guy? I think we're definitely realizing the potential and of what we can actually do with this moving forward, because there are people who can't travel in the end. And so we're, we were a little bit skeptical in the beginning, wondering, okay, how can we make this work? And then once we realized that it does work and people do like it, we're like, okay, great. So now we can maybe bring this where people are asking us now about making it closed captioned to people that are hard of hearing, you know, are the deaf society and they can't actually come and visit. So we can 
market it to them, you know, have them do it. Uh, a lot of people that have certain handicaps that don't allow them to travel are also starting to reach out saying, hey, listen, can you bring this to us and to the various associations to help us that can actually go and see the site physically, but we would love to, we're still curious, we want to see the Vatican, we want to see the Eiffel Tower, we want to see the Sagrada Familia, and we want to have somebody explaining it to us. And so, yeah, I mean, we're getting a lot of positive outreach from organizations we never even honestly thought of before. It seems like an incredible idea, and it's, it seems to be, a, I don't know if it's a silver lining, but something that's been brought to light with this new way of people having to connect to socialize in general. And yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. I think um, there would be a lot of people interested in, in doing virtual tours of locations when they're stuck, when they don't have maybe the funds to travel, they're incapable of traveling or they're with somebody who can't do it. And this is a way for them to sort of share those experiences. Someone who maybe went to Rome and toured Italy with you and then came back home and said, Hey, you know, check out what I did. Let's, let's do this together. I, I think there's a, a good future with it. We think so too. We're pretty positive. You know, hardship creates, make forces people to become more creative. And so that's what we're, that's what we're doing right now. I enjoy, I enjoy following it along. Hey, um, so I think, I think we've, we've sort of covered everything today with, with coronavirus. And uh, I know, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I know these aren't really normal circumstances. And any other day of the week, we would have a more upbeat conversation. But uh, so I, I really appreciate your time today and, and explaining what you have going on and how you're contributing to making it all better as, as much as you can. I think just stay positive, you know, to all your listeners out there. Italians are waiting for you guys to come. Come back, visit the country. The country is the most beautiful country in the world. My personal, I'm kind of biased. <laughs> I, my, I, my own personal way of it, you know. <laughs> so, you know, now I, I have an ongoing joke with several coworkers and friends that Italy in general has contributed more to culture, global culture than any other country on the planet. Yeah. And, and I, do, I do really think that from the art to the architecture to the food, the, the government systems, there's a lot that Italy has contributed. And it is, I have yet to go. And I sort of, been, have, been, I sort of have been saving it. I did some of the crazier countries in my slightly younger years. Now that I have a toddler, we've been looking at a way to, to see Italy. So I'm, I'm scheduled for September. And as of now, where it's a go. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you have something scheduled over maybe late mid to late summer and into September, I wouldn't necessarily reschedule it yet. I would hold on to that and see what happens because as we mentioned earlier with the warmer weather and the, the humidity, it may we may see a dip in the virus. And I think what we're learning more than anything is this has been very unpredictable. Hold on to your tickets for as long as you can and then and then adjust accordingly. And in the meantime, take a virtual tour with the Roman guy. And so you don't have complete FOMO. So you can still experience <laughs> Italy uh, as best you can right now. Please do. And then reach out to us and tell us something else you want to see virtually. And we have tour guides ready to, we're always looking for new ideas. So yeah, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. That is our show for today. So if you can take anything from that conversation, the one thing that I would highly recommend is actually checking out the virtual tours offered by the tour guy and the Roman guy. Not only is this a great way to satisfy your wanderlust while in quarantine, but it's also a great way to support tour guides who would be out of work otherwise. You can participate in them. And then please, if you do, let us know which ones you enjoyed, what you learned, give us insight on which ones you'd recommend to other fans of ours. We, we're just generally curious to see how this goes. Uh, 
we really like the idea of it. And I think this is something that will probably catch on moving forward, even after the current state of the world clears up. I can see this being a great tool for people who cannot travel on a regular basis to use from the comfort of their own home. Whatever that reason may be, whether it's lack of funds for the time being, it's a disability that does not allow them to travel on a regular basis. This can be a great, great way for people to still see some of the most iconic attractions in the world and and have direct correspondence with someone very knowledgeable about each attraction. So I, I really, I, I loved hearing about that. I love what they're doing. And I'm really thankful that Brandon is taking the lead on that. So please reach out to us if you take any of those tours. As always, we really appreciate you listening to the Travelers Bubble Grand podcast. And like I mentioned in the intro, we are going to take a break from releasing episodes for the remainder of the month of May. We will come back in full force in April with brand new episodes that we will release as we typically do every Monday. So please bear with us as we readjust our lives and refocus on our workload outside of the podcast and I guess new routines in general. Things obviously have uh, been a bit crazy for everybody. So as we readjust, please bear with us and we will be back. In the meantime, if you want to talk to us, reach out via email or through a uh, direct message on any social media outlet and we will be quick to respond and answer any questions. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.